Couch Chats is a series of real, open, honest and raw chats with some inspiring friends and women I have had the privilege to meet along my entrepreneurial journey, as well as some solo episodes from me. I hope this podcast can inspire you to always dream big and make it your reality. I am your host, Jess Williamson, a serial entrepreneur and business coach. And today I have my friend Angela Henderson joining me on the couch for this episode. Angela is an international award-winning business coach for women. She is an international keynote speaker and a podcaster who helps women in business get all the pieces in place to have consistent five-figure months and then on to six and seven-figure years without burning out in the process. And the reason why I wanted to get Angela on today is because we wanted to chat through all things stepping into your power and confidence as a female entrepreneur and actually cultivating a community of collaboration over competition. So we spoke through what women supporting women actually means and how we can do a better job of that as well as how to step into your power as a a confident woman in being confident in the decisions that you make as well. So there is so many juicy parts in this and make sure you stay tuned because we're going to jump into the episode right now. Hey, Angela, I am super excited to have you over on my podcast today because last time we spoke, we were chatting on yours. So I'm excited to chat to you about a few exciting topics. So thanks for joining me. Thanks so much, my friend, for having me. Awesome to be here and help you and your community. So yeah, thanks so much for having me. Perfect. So today, I mean, last time we connected, we spoke a little bit about women and confidence in business and as well as the idea of community over competition. And we often hear people saying women supporting women, um, but I'm still yet to see it really genuinely come across in a lot of situations. And there are some amazing people out there, you know, like yourself and and myself, we're both coaches and we're both cross, you know, promoting. We're having each other on our podcast because we both have something super valuable to share. So I think there needs to be more of this collaboration rather than competition. But before we jump into all of that, I wanted to ask you, What does women supporting women really mean to you? Listen, for me, it's not, I think there's so many layers that can go with this, Jess, because it's really important that when women support women, it's not only about our own business growth and our own internal growth, but it's the ripple effect that we make to the local, for us, we live in Australia, Australian community, but it's the ripple effect that we make internationally. And it's also around getting more wealth in the hands of women. That's really what it to me is really about, because the data shows that when you get more wealth into the hands of women, women are more likely than men. And the data shows us to contribute that wealth back into society. So for me is here we are looking at trying to get equality and wage, you know, equal wage and things like that. And so often, in my opinion, yes, men contribute to it, but I would say all humans are contributing to this problem. And I believe that women when they're so much against collaboration are actually hindering us from getting the equality that we want. And I think that we as women need to really take a stance in this and really truly look at why is it that people feel they can't collaborate? Why is there this inside of this mechanism where we're like, oh, 
I can't be associated with that person because she's doing what I'm doing. Like that's really your external world is a direct reflection of your internal world. So for me is I believe we all have a lot of internal stuff to do because if you're really to look at your insides, right, is you're going to be able to be willing and wanting to collaborate more with people versus the competition. And therefore, we're going to get more wealth into the hands of women. So it's a little bit drawn out, maybe, Jess, but I'm super passionate about women being able to get that wealth. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think everyone's sort of guilty of this to an extent. And there's definitely a lot of people doing this really, really well. But I think people do get in that mindset that, hey, she's doing the same as me. I'll help her a little bit, but I can't help her too much because she might steal my clients or she might take a piece of my pie that's for me. And when we do that, we're actually closing ourselves off to opportunities and growth rather than, um, you know, taking more of that pie for yourself. You're actually stopping yourself also from that growth because there is a lot of science behind it. And the more you give, the more you get. It's like the law of reciprocity. But even just in what you said, I love that you said, you know, the more wealth that can get in the hands of women means that it goes back into the community and into society. So there are so many benefits of this in the world. I mean, we need to definitely collaborate more. In saying that, why do you think women could do a better job at truly supporting each other? Listen, for me, if you take you and I, for example, we both have e-com backgrounds, but we equally both bring service-based businesses to us. But for me, is when people collaborate, it's not everyone likes that I swear, not everyone likes that I wear a hoodie, not everyone likes that I, I even eat Nutella. I've had people actually send me hate mail, like, why would I work with, work with you? You're killing orangutans, like literally, right? So my thing here is, is that by you coming on my podcast, me going on your podcast, is that we might say things in a different way that are actually going to help someone to have that aha moment and be like, yes, I'm going to step up, right? Or yes, I now got it. Or it just clicks. So it's just like, why wouldn't we want to come into our space? I believe there's more than enough wealth in the world for it to be distributed and that we're right on time for the wealth that's presented to us. So for me is why wouldn't we be wanting to collaborate? Because it just means that actually we're going to be helping the right people because the right people will come into our space when they need us. Absolutely. And so just leading on from that, how do you feel that women can really get out of that comparison mindset, which, you know, usually as you touched on is a reflection of what's going on inside firstly, Um, but how can women really work on that comparison mindset and start to really move into the collaborative and supportive space more? I guess it's about acknowledging it because once you have insight that it's actually going on, then you go. And what I say is, is if you're scrolling on Instagram or something triggers you, I mean, even now I'll still get triggered by people and I'm like, hold on, but that's my insight to go, hold on a minute, Ange, you're all about collaboration. Why did you get triggered? We're only human. We're still going to get triggered, right? And sometimes it just is like, man, you haven't slept for 12 hours. Your kid's been sick. And then I would be like, has this person ever triggered me before? No, you might just be over having an oversensitive day and that's okay. But if I'm scrolling again in a day or two and that person triggers me again, I'm like, hold on a minute. This isn't about that person. This is about my own shit, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is why, like I now probably for the last 18 months to 24 months, I've always been strong about mindset, but I haven't really had continuity of working on that mindset. 
We're now, I, you know, at time of recording, I've been going to hypnotherapy for the last uh, nine weeks in a row. I'm seeing an energetic healer. I'm working with a money mindset person. You know, there's a variety of different tools that I'm bringing in place. Working on our mindset isn't sexy. People mm-hmm. don't want to be like, oh, I'm going to cry or, oh, this is going to come up for me or, oh, whatever. So it's one of the last things that we do. So start by going, what's triggering you, first of all, uh, and get to the root cause of it. And so it's like a root that grows into the ground, like a tree or anything. Unless you get to the root of that and pull it out of the soil and the ground, it's going to keep growing and growing and growing. And that's going to stint your growth. It's going to stint your wealth, um, but it's also going to stint back to that, you know, I mean, bigger thing that I'm talking about is more women having a ripple effect, right? So yeah, have insight, but then be willing to go and ask for help. Like I know you're really great with the mindset is I can pick up on mindset, but that's not my zone of genius, but find someone who it is and uh, get to the root because the sooner you do, the freer you're going to be. And it's just, it's a really great uh, experience and ripple effect for all included. Absolutely. So once they've sort of noticed and, you know, sought out help, how do you think it, you know, how can we sort of encourage more women to actively seek out more collaboration and more supportive activities as well, so that we can really lift all these women up and truly have women supporting women? I mean, there's a variety of things. When I first started off in business, I didn't have a lot of money to being able to pay for Facebook ads and things like that. So Building your net work naturally is building your net worth as far as I'm concerned. So it's not just about collectively um, in collaborating with people, but it's also about just understanding like what the other net worth that's included in this. So it's like simple. Like you and I met on Clubhouse. We were in a Clubhouse room together and then we messaged each other on Instagram. And from there, we've been able to communicate and work collaboratively together, right? So it's like, Sometimes you just got to push through the fear of like rejection because that's what it comes down to. If I reach out to this person, they might think, oh, she wants my clients or oh, she wants this. Well, if that's the case, you don't want to be collaborating with those people anyways because they're going to bring you down and be toxic to your world, right? But they could come back and be like, hell yeah, send me the link to your podcast and what can I do to support you? So sometimes I think it's just about asking. And so often fear gets in the way of us even asking, write down a list of the 20 people, you know, that you really have been wanting to reach out to, but fear has been in the way. Like, what's it, what's the worst case they say no? Maybe they're not saying, maybe just because it's a no now doesn't mean that it's a no forever. It could just be that their schedule is genuinely full. I say no weekly, daily, probably to, to people that invite me. And I say, listen, I'm literally booked out on this particular thing for the next three months. Can you touch base in month four before my schedule gets full? And let's see how we can work this out. So just remember that you know, it might not be anything to do with you. It could just be that they're busy, but reach out, write your list of people, start following them and start collaborating with them. And what I mean by that is like, like their stuff, leave a comment, right? And do it because you want to do it, not because you're ticking a box because you genuinely want to. So that's what I say is, who do you want in your world? Start reaching out to them, uh, put fear aside, because you're going to get more yeses than you will knows. Yeah, absolutely. I think a lesson that I learned very early on when I was fresh out of uni, definitely not on my entrepreneurial journey yet, but one mentor said to me, you know, I was so afraid to reach out to this high profile um, person in the advertising industry, which is the industry that I sort of went into. And she said, why not? Like I found out that this guy who worked on Al Gore campaigns and huge, huge programs was in Perth. And she said, why can't you reach out to him? And ever since she said that, it's just opened my mind because he said yes. He said yes to a coffee 
And since then, I've sort of used that to grow my network through my swimwear brand, through all of my businesses that I've built. I used to just fly to Sydney and Melbourne and meet with people for coffees. And one of the people that I randomly met for coffees even came with me to LA, Los Angeles, and we still help each other out back and forth. And so I think it's really, really great to shift that awareness around well, the fact that you're anticipating they're saying no is usually just in your own head. Um, mm-hmm. And even if they don't reply or if they say no, maybe they haven't seen the message or they're just super busy. Um, but so often women jump to the conclusion that they're being rejected. However, I've had plenty of people say yes to being on my podcast and some who have said no as well. But I've just sort of put that on the list for not right now. I even scheduled it in my calendar. They didn't even say come back in three months, but I just scheduled it in my calendar for three months' time to circle back. And that's something that you could definitely start doing. So I love that you suggested that. I know when I was uh, speaking at We Are Podcast here a few years ago, I was on stage with Pat Flynn, Jordan Harbinger, and a few others. And Jordan was talking about he actually schedules in his diary connection time. And so once a month, he's got, I can't remember, one or two hours. It's been a while since we had that conversation, but one or two hours a month. And he'll reach out to people just random, like, hey, how are you? Just want to touch base. And it's very specific. How's your son doing? How was the move to Minnesota? How was this, right? But he said it's that level of willingness to connect with people that he used to be with a a podcast called The Art of Charm. And there was a few guys that were involved and things got really sour. And when The Art of Charm and this and that will get lawyers involved is what Jordan said. It was because he made time to build connections, not even so much collaborations, the connection element of it. He said that when all that went down, he was able to build the Jordan Harbinger show, which is now one of the top podcasts in the United States for the business space, right? And phenomenal stuff, but he made the time. So for me, is it's just like you're making time for your marketing or just like you're making time For your kids, I've got a date night with my son tonight to go to the movies. You've got to be able to make time for these connections. And it does take, it's a long-term investment, right? But it's the the short-term benefits and long-term gains that you have as you feel better as a human uh, and you're expanding your network. But also, again, for us, as we're breaking down some of those women in business barriers. So again, there's so many beautiful things that you can do, but just ask, you know, um, also in Clubhouse. Bob Berg, my favorite author of The Go-Giver, he was in a clubhouse room. I quickly saw him, raised my hand to speak, went in there. And then, you know, he is my favorite author of all times. I reached out. I was like, Bob, thank you so much. Do you ever do podcasts? He's like, yep, you've got me for 30 minutes. He came on. It was like the best interview. Again, I love you, Jess, but he was, I was like, you're just like my idol. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) And I'll never forget that interview. No, I have read that book. So I totally, totally agree with you on that. But again, I asked, right? And it was like, what he was going to say no, maybe, but I had already put it out that no, actually, there's a chance that he's going to say hell yes, and that mm-hmm. this could make my dream. So don't worry about what their decision is. You know, also, sometimes, you know, Instagram is the worst as you can see people have seen the message. And a lot of us are well, I do, I can't speak for him, but I'm like, Oh, my goodness, they've seen it. One day goes by, two days goes by. But sometimes, again, remember, it could be that their VA is the one that's in the in their inbox, and they're not actually seeing it. And the VA's created a task in ClickUp to remind them to reach out, right? Like never make assumptions because you never know what's going on in people's world, right? Just reach back out. I just wanted to, you know, swing back and have a conversation to see if you got that. So like I said, it's on us to take that responsibility. And that's my big thing is take responsibility for how you want your life to look. 
right? Don't sit there waiting for someone because no one's coming to save you, my friend. A hundred percent. And just on that, even with myself, people send me DMs all the time and I always read them. Um, but if I'm busy and I want to take the time to properly reply, I'll mark it as unread because then I can filter by all the unread, but to the reader or to the sender, it still says that I've read it, even though I mark it as unread. So they might see that, but I've put it as unread again, just so I can find it and reply, which might take me a week, but I do that so that I don't just send a quick half-assed reply. So, um, I think all of it is in our own heads and if we really think about it logically, people are busy. People are busy. And if you really want to connect with them, send a follow-up. I actually really appreciate if someone, you know, if I haven't gotten back to someone and they do follow up, then it shows me that they're keen and they're not just sending a bulk email out to everyone that they know. Exactly right. Um, that they really want to connect with me. So I love that you also mentioned make it genuine because I'm seeing a lot of this on social media, especially Instagram right now. I'm getting a lot of DMs or comments on my posts that say, oh my gosh, I love all of your content or I'm really loving this post. And the comment is really genuine to the post. But when I check, they're not following me at all. And this is happening more and more often. And I'm thinking, well, if you love my content that much, wouldn't you be following me firstly? Even if you've only just come across me, you found my post through a hashtag or something, then you'd think you would follow me. And so to be honest, I don't bother giving them a full-blown proper reply on the comment. I just might send an emoji or like the comment, whereas everyone else, I will give a really in-depth reply because they've taken that time and they're really genuinely building that conversation and that connection. And again, it's connections equal, I'm a firm believer, sorry, conversations equal connections equal conversions too, right? So often I know we're talking about collaboration stuff today, but I'm, I'm so over people just trying to take, get the next transaction. Where's the next transaction? I'm going to do a launch and get a thousand people in. They're not going, hey, I want to do a launch and really produce an amazing experience for people that are going to help them accelerate into X, Y, and Z, right? You know, I'm in the middle of putting together, it's um, called Everyday Payday. It's a four-week accelerator program. And that's the thing is it's like, I really want people to understand, like, it's the community behind it, right? I would rather get smaller numbers in and make sure that I can actually genuinely go, oh, yep, Susie wasn't on a call today. Freddie wasn't on a call today. How are you? Or, or walk down the street. People are human beings behind every transaction. And the same thing is, is behind every message you send on uh, Instagram, there's a human that's receiving it. And so I'm shocked at whoever's teaching people to do these other tactics, like absolutely mind blows me. But for every person behind whatever is a human being and more than ever before, people want to be seen and heard right now. You know, we've got lockdown at time of recording again in Melbourne, people want to be seen and heard. Maslow's hierarchy of needs is they're basically only able to look at those bottom tiers of their psychological needs right now. They can't think much more above it. So again, just treat people like humans. If you can just do that bare basis, um, the world's going to be a lot easier and a lot better for all. Absolutely. So on that, I want to switch gears a little bit into women stepping into their power. So this kind of goes hand in hand in, you know, helping women support women. And we spoke about this a little bit before, but what are your thoughts on that? 
I mean, Jesse, you know me fairly well. I'm pretty black and white. And my thing is, if you want to step into your power, either fucking do it or don't do it. But whatever, don't fucking bitch if you're not doing it. Like, I, I don't really know what else to say. Yes, we've all got stuff we've got to work on. And yes, we have to build our mindset. But seriously, again, it comes down to choice. You can wake up every morning and choose to look for opportunity and choose to step into your true self or choose not to. But seriously, I cannot handle whinging and moaning and complaining about it on the internet because I'm like, it was your choice to do this or not do this. So I really have no like liberating words for you, Jess, or for the listeners out there. But seriously, like, you know, I've lost five significant people in my world in the last two and a half years. My grandmother died on Christmas. My brother died on Mother's Day. A father type figure died on New Year's Day. And a best friend from high school died in June. And another friend passed away. Uh, actually, a friend out of WA passed away in the beginning of January, too, like a couple of years ago. Mm. And, you know, like people always say, well, how did you keep going? Well, I grieve. I grieve regularly. You know, I mean, I get teary even talking about it. But the thing is, is I have choice. They're not coming back. Right. So what can I do? I can I am I going to sit in it or am I going to make change? Am I going to give what they've given me and, and put that forward? Again, I'm not minimizing. Again, I know my story is different, but they're not coming back. Um, and so mm. I don't want to sit and feel down all the time. I want to just kind of go, yes, grieve when I need to. And sometimes it hits me in the hardest places. It will hit me when I'm driving. It will hit me uh, if the kids will say something, it will hit at all different times. But the reality of it is, is like choice, right, is is choice. So either do it or don't. But please, whatever you do, don't take the energy and then go and create like a clickbaiting post on social media like poor me. No, make choice, especially like women who are just starting out. It's all hard, guys. I'd love to say that it gets easier when we um, start like in scaling, but every level of startup growth and scale phases, they're all hard guys and it's hard in different ways. But again, it's how you choose to look at it. Are you looking for down in the dumps? Are you looking for opportunity? Are you looking for a good day? Are you looking for a bad day? And yes, I have bad days. You have bad days, but I still am always trying to look at like, what can I be grateful for today that will help me move me forward for the next and how do I role model appropriately to those people in my community uh, versus just being like womp womp? So yeah, so that's kind of my take on it. Absolutely. Do it or don't do it. Don't whinge about it. Yeah. And I think that's key. A lot of people want to blame their external situations. Um, and yes, some people are going through things much tougher than others. I acknowledge that. But everything is a choice. Every single thing that you do is a choice. And even just acknowledging that, well, hey, if your business or if your goals right now are not your priority, just know that that is your choice. And I think that would help you through that so much more. Firstly, just understanding that, hey, this is my choice and I am stepping into this. It's not my situation or what other people are doing. It's my choice and owning that as your choice. And, you know, you made a choice to see the opportunity and to power through and to grieve at other times, but everyone does have that choice. And I think it's just being confident in the fact that you have a choice, whatever it is. And my thing is, is really at, at the end of the day, we're, we're lucky that we're still here is really what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. So, and I also just want to say about when you're choosing to step into that bigger, you remember what looking like what it looks like to you, for you to step into your bigger, you, and what it looks like for me to step into my bigger view are two completely different mm -hmm. stepping in stages. Right. So, you know, define what does stepping up for you mean? Does it mean doing more socials? Does it mean becoming more visible? Does it mean 
teaming up with someone and like doing some ghost writing. So you're not actually in the spotlight, but you're still making an impact. Like what does stepping up mean? Do you want to start working for a charity, for example, right? Like what does that look like? Because, and so I would also go back and say, before you go either do it or don't do it, what is it that you want to do? What is it that lights you up? What is it that you want to make a difference or not make a difference? And just know that your stepping up is the right way, that you're right on time and it's right for you. You know, it's not what, what everyone else, your life is your journey. Mm, Absolutely. I remember you told me a story, which I would love for you to share that you spoke to some male colleagues around asking them if you know, when they've been on sales calls with males, if they've ever had to ask their wives for permission to do something. So are you able to share that with us? Because I think it's really insightful. Yeah. So, I mean, I predominantly work with female business owners uh, as their business consultant. And obviously we all get met with different sales objections on every given time. But I was at a business retreat, a business mastermind, and I have women business masterminds that I go to, but I also have just male business masterminds. So it was me and six guys and we're, we're sitting around the table and I just said, guys, how many times have you been on your own mastermind calls or own, you know, sales as in like buying a car or whatever? Have you gone and said, hey, I just have to ask the missus. They all collectively looked at each other and was like, nah, man, I just make the decision. I just go, I'm either in or I'm not. Um, obviously, they said if they were buying a house or, you know, choosing a holiday, they said that's different, right? But they said in regards to business, they're like, no, I just do it. And they said, well, what's your experience been, Angela? And I was like, oh. I've got the opposite. I've got women who, who will say, oh, sorry, I can't make the decision. I've got to double check if the husband's okay with that. Now, I would suspect that that's them not being able to say, actually, you're just not the right fit. Maybe there are a few that mm-hmm. do need to look at the household budget because maybe they're off on mat leave and there might only be one wage. But it cannot be for the amount of times I've heard this. It just categorically cannot be that this is the reason. And I just go, so why is it that women can't just hold the space and say, I mean, I interviewed five potential coaches over the last little while. And I had the courtesy to email them all back after I interviewed them and said, thank you so much for the time. However, I've gone, I've gone with a different coach right now. This is why, and this is what I need right now. Yeah. But I look forward to being in your space another time when it's right for me to enter. Every single person mm-hmm. got a personalized email from me. And that's amazing because I can't tell you the number of times that I think women are so, I guess, scared in a way to be honest to be honest with themselves and to be honest with others, whether they're worried about hurting someone's feelings. But there's nothing more, I guess, frustrating than not getting an honest answer because you and I both know that they're not being honest. Um, And, you know, they think maybe we don't, but, you know, everyone knows. So I think it's either that you're not committing that to yourself or you're worried about, you know, sharing your true thoughts. But I think women definitely do need to be more confident in being allowed to make the decision that's right for them. Even on my sales calls, I've had the same thing where they do have to check with the husband. But what I say is before you go into this discussion with your husband, if you do actually need to use family funds or things like that, ask yourself firstly, make your decision first, because once you've made your decision, then you can come at it and say, well, here are the pros and cons. This is why I want to do it. But if you're just going in and saying, hey, husband, can I do this thing that costs X dollars? They haven't had the sales call. They don't know why you want to do it, what you're really feeling inside. And so 
it's hard for them to, I guess, get on board as well if you're not clear on what you want. And if they sense that maybe you're not sure or you're looking for that validation, then they might say no because they feel like they're protecting you in a way. Um, And so, yeah, I, I totally agree that there is something where women maybe feel like they can't make those decisions or can't sit in those decisions confidently. What tips would you have around that? Because you and I are both sort of in the camp that, you know, I kind of make the decision. So what I, what I want to do in my business is what I want to do. What tips would you have for other women who maybe need to build that confidence in decision-making or find themselves stuck when trying to make a decision and they sort of feel like they can't make a decision or they don't know what the right decision is? The thing is you always know the right decision. You just maybe don't want to admit that to yourself. So what tips would you have for someone wanting to gain more confidence? So for me, Jess, is listen, it's it's like exercising. You've got to keep exercising in order to get the abs. I'm still working on the abs, but you get what I'm saying. <laughs> like is abs just don't come overnight. It's constant work. It's the same thing with mindset. It's constant work. So the first thing is similar to what we talked about when we're being triggered with people is if you go, oh, and normally we get that sick feeling like, oh, I've got to make a decision. Oh, I'm freaking out. Well, what is it that you're freaking out about? Ask yourself, like, is it like, is it the fear of money? Is it the fear of failure? Is it the fear? Like, what is it? Then I'd say it's like, again, what you kind of mentioned is what are the pros and cons of not making this decision or making this decision? What's the worst thing that could happen if you do, but what's the worst thing can happen if you don't? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times for women, when they're on calls, if you do nothing, I don't care if you coach with me or you coach with you, Jess, or you coach with whoever. But if you do nothing, do you want to be on a call with me a year from now in the exact same position? Ask yourself that. Because the cost is way higher to do nothing than to actually make a decision. Maybe try it. Maybe it doesn't work out, but at least you've learned something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So sometimes you just have to make the decision and go with that and go from there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. So... Just to wrap it up, um, I think we've we've touched on some really powerful topics and themes and hopefully there'll be a ton of strong, powerful women after this um, podcast. But what if you could give one piece of advice to sort of wrap it all up, what would that be? Listen, my piece of advice for anything, for business owners in particular, is... I mean, listen, there's so many, but I would say around that, that network, really, it comes down. And, and when I say my network, it's not just for that, but I, it's also this term that I use called pay to play. And what I mean by pay to play is, is mm-hmm. when we start off in business, you might go to some free events. And those free events don't really lead to much because maybe it's the wrong crew. So you're exchanging time and energy and not getting much. But then you pay to play for a $20 event. And I know you've got some great events too. And then you pay like a $99 ticket. And then you start to pay. But when you pay to play, you pay attention. And when you pay attention, you're more likely to take mm-hmm. action. And, it's, and I also believe that the transformation occurs in the transaction. And so regardless if it's a $20 event, a mm-hmm. $5 tripwire that you've bought or something, pay to play. Because the longer you continue to try and do it alone, the longer it's going to take and you're exchanging time and energy for money. So again, I don't care if it's a coaching, if it's a course, if it's an event, whatever, 
pay to pay, play to play, because you'll pay attention. And at the same time, you will transform. And at the same time, you're building your network and growth happens. And when growth happens, magic happens. So I would say pay to play. Absolutely. And I think that's one thing that people don't quite get because there is so much information out there. But when you do pay, firstly, you're getting a higher level um, of a service than the free. And secondly, you are that much more committed to getting results because you can have the best coach in the world, but if you do not implement or do anything about it, you're not going to get those results. But by by having something invested monetarily, you are going to be pretty damn well invested in making sure you implement and making sure you do get those results. And therefore, it is helping your growth as well. So I have some clients come to me and want to do a one-off coaching session, but I don't do that. I, I have a minimum of six months with my one-on-one coaching clients because I know that firstly, they're more invested mm-hmm. in their growth. If they're just wanting a quick win or a quick hack in one session, um, those probably aren't the clients for me, but I know mm-hmm. that they're not going to get as much of a transformation or a result. So I do it for the benefit of them. That's why I structure my programs that way. So mm-hmm. I'm sure you're you're very much the same with how you've sort of structured yours as well. Yes, 100%. Because the thing is, is business is a long-term, long-term strategy, podcasting, long-term strategy, building relationships, long-term strategy. There's not a lot of quick fixes in business, right? And so I'm the same. I pretty much like deter people from doing like a two-hour strategy session with me unless they're already an established business and there's a piece of their business that they need to brain dump with me. But besides that, I'm mm-hmm. like you, I'm like either it needs to be a half-day VIP, a full-day VIP. And even then, I'm also very worried about like, do they have team to then take that information back to, to be able to execute, right? So just know that at the end of it is it's it's a long-term commitment to your growth, both internal growth and external growth. Uh, again, your collaborations, like we initially start, started talking about at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, but when you do, you know, like good things happen. And just remember, Rome wasn't built in a day. The Colosseum mm-hmm. took, you know, forever, particularly the Colosseum, right, took forever for that to get built. And I'm very big about building a business based on uh, pillars. And so a lot of times people will come to me and they'll be building a business made out of hay or a business made out of sticks. I'm all about building a business <laughs> yeah. made out of bricks. But if you look at the cost of a brick, a brick costs more than sticks and hay. Bricks are a lot more heavier mm-hmm. to have to lug around, right? But if you come down to it and COVID comes again and you've got a business made out of brick or a business made out of hay, you know, you, and you might have a baseball go through one of those windows, a.k.a. COVID, yes, there's going to be a mess and yes, it's going to be shattered and you're going to have to clean it up. But the reality of it is, is that you're still going to be standing, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm all about long-term solutions here because you'll still be standing when everyone else is crumbling. I love that analogy. That's such a great way to put it because more than ever, people are looking for quick hacks, overnight success. Um, and they look at someone who's five years down the track and they compare it to their one month in business. You know, they want to quit their job immediately once they start their business or they want to hit their six figures in their first week or, you know, they want to live that freedom lifestyle overnight. But in order to build a freedom lifestyle business or a business that kind of works for you, you have to work on the foundations, which take time. You and I could both get our our clients immediate results, but that's not necessarily going to be sustainable in the long run and be that house made of bricks. It, it might just get them that structure, but it's not going to be stable. So, I'm all on board for all of the things that you're saying right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, good. No, I love it. And I just think the more that women understand that, again, remember you're right on time. Uh, something that I learned from another coach I was working with, Amber McHugh, and she talks about you're right on time. Some of you might be having young kids. You're right on time. Others of you might be quitting your job. You're right on time. Others of us are scaling. We're right on time. Try not to compare what other what someone else is doing to what you're doing today. Stay in your lane. Focus on your lane. Stay on what your what your why is and why you're in business. You know, like again tonight, I've got a date with Finley to go watch the movie. I think Godzilla. Gosh, that's gonna be the death of me, right? But you know, that's what's important to me. That's why I do what I do. Just, so just remember, stay in your lane. What's working for other people might not work for you. And also remember, too, social media only shows you a small percentage of what's going on in someone's world, right? You're only getting a glimpse. So unless you're working with someone and they show you behind the scenes, know that they've got bad days, too. Know that, you know, I've, I've suffered from um, anxiety and depression before. And though I don't talk about it, you know, I, would, I didn't show pictures of me when I was laying in bed. That's not going to help people. But I did share about, you know, blog mm. articles just because I smile doesn't mean I'm not depressed, right? Like there's places to have those conversations, mm. but just know that social media only shows you a very little bit about what's actually going on in, in the essence of building, you know, that empire if that's what you want. But stick to your why. It's a long-term gain. But uh, again, it's magical along the way if you allow it to be. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to share all of these nuggets of wisdom with us. And it's been a pleasure as always chatting with you and having you on the podcast. Thanks so much, my friend. Have a great day. And if there's anything that your listeners need, please feel free just to reach out. And that brings us to the end of another amazing guest episode with Angela. And if you enjoyed that episode, make sure you do screenshot and share it to your social media. Tag myself at JesterWilliamson8 and Angela at Angela Henderson Consulting so that we can share the love right back. As always, do not forget to subscribe so that you can get the goodness coming to you every single Thursday when there is a new episode. And I actually had someone ask me recently, is it free to subscribe? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is free. You click subscribe. And what that does is it will send you a notification every Thursday so that you know, and it means that it will put these episodes into your library so you can easily get to them and find them each week. So I hope you have an amazing week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button because it is free and I will see you next time.